This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello and welcome to the End in Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin, the owner of Meraki Media Management. The End in Mind is a place where we come to share stories, tips, and strategies of many entrepreneurs, creatives, business owners, and just some people that aren't willing to live the traditional lifestyle. We talk about how to live outside of the box today and how to incorporate what really is important in your life to keep that end goal always in mind. Again, if you would like to reach out to me in any type of way, you can find me on Instagram at Meraki underscore media underscore management. And I hope to hear from you all soon. Thanks so much and enjoy our show. What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the End of Mind podcast. I'm your host, Caitlin. I have a wonderful guest with me here today. We have been really excited to record this episode for you guys. This is Julie. Welcome, Julie. Thanks so much for coming on. Hey, Caitlin. Thank you so much for having me on your show today. I'm honored to be here. Yay. I can't wait to dive in. So tell us a little bit more about yourself, how you got started in entrepreneurship, and just tell us your whole journey, and then we'll just kind of go from there. Yeah, I guess I could take it back. Um, I started my first business in 2019. It was actually a private massage practice that I opened at the same time as our podcast studio. So a little backstory, we started the podcast in 2019 after I had been involved with an annual community brunch here in Kokomo, Indiana. And so through the brunch, I pitched the idea of starting a podcast Through that proposal, we decided to open a office to turn into a podcast studio in our Chamber of Commerce building. There was a room available right next door, and I decided to just, you know, do massages in between learning how to do a podcast. Um, At the time, I was working about an hour out of town. So, you know, two hours round trip, it really takes a lot. It takes a lot of time. And if you need to be you know, starting something new, you need to be here to start those new things. So I decided to just kind of pull back go into entrepreneurship, start a podcast, United States of Women launched that summer. Um, 2020 was kind of rough. You know, they say your first year in business is hard, but let me tell you, your first year before 2020, starting a business is hard, but then 2020 was like a slap in the face. Like it was brutal. So doing massage therapy, I'm sure you can remember in 2020, we had to maintain a six feet distance. There was like all this unknown. And so 
I found myself without work and I am not somebody that sits at home and does nothing very well. That's when I discovered there was a major barrier in the podcast industry for women when it came to the technical side of things. And I had already been through the production aspect and I thought, well, I'm sure there's a lot of women at home right now thinking about starting podcasts. Let me see if my podcast editing skills are a need that can really help some women get their voices onto podcasting. And so that's where the business podcast editor started. And now I have the business podcast editor and my business greater Kokomo massage studio. They both are still surviving and doing well. And it's exciting because, you know, my massage practice is now three years old and I have officially a brick and mortar. I'm out of the chamber of commerce building. Um, I'm about three doors down from a very popular wedding cake shop where all the women go to get their bridal cupcakes and what have yous. And the podcast is over a hundred episodes deep and the business podcast editor has just grown on its own just through word of mouth and referrals. So I'm really thankful to be on this journey. I love entrepreneurship. I love that there's always something new and something different challenging me. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love everything that you said. It's like, I started my business in 2019 too. So I resonate with the (laughs) little bit of that crash, you know, Yeah. because I work with a lot of beauty based businesses. So my business was heavily affected as well, just naturally through osmosis, you know? So it was tough for a few months, years there, but I'm so glad that you kept persevering. And what did that look like? You know, can you kind of take us back through like some of those rough patches? Cause I share them frequently on the show with my listeners so that they know, like, you know, we're not alone in this journey. Cause it does feel lonely, especially when you're first starting, you know? Exactly. Exactly. So in 2019, when I started the massage practice, I wasn't even comfortable telling people I had a business. Um, you know, the transition of my relationships changing and my priorities changing was very lonely because there was a lot of people in my circle that didn't understand why I would want to do something like that. Mm -hmm. And then I also received a lot of pushback from, you know, my own friends, you know, when they would make side comments about, you know, not being able to hang out because I had to be at work. But there's a lot more grace when it comes to you going to work when you have a real corporate job. But if it's, I'm going to work for myself, people assume that you should be able to just clear your schedule for them Mm -hmm. at the drop of a hat. And I had to really understand you know, the relationships were changing and I had to get comfortable with it because if I were to quit in 2019, I wouldn't have been around for 2020. And my passion for podcasting is ultimately the driving factor for why I knew I wanted to continue I had a daughter, my first daughter at the time was five and, you know, just wanting to be able to create a future to where I could have that flexibility long-term, I knew it was worth suffering through and sticking it out. Um, But 2020, when the world shut down, I really thought I was going to be quitting. Um, I felt super discouraged and then you start to get paranoid. So Kayla, you're going to have to share, you know, get this way, but the imposter syndrome is real. And you start to think, you know, gosh, nobody in my circle even really cares that I have a business and I don't really feel like I'm receiving any support. Well, now the world is shut down. So do I pivot to an online business? Cause now everyone is an online business owner. And so is this even um, something that I can create an impact in? 
And as I was gathering my first clients with the business podcast editor, I think it was about three months in, you know, the world was kind of starting to reopen, but people were super apprehensive. And I had been doing a lot of like testimonial work. Um, If I was getting any major work, it was very like, oh my gosh, I was selling myself so short, you know, just give me something because I don't want to apply for any of these grants. I don't want to apply for unemployment. I don't have to worry about my rent right now because the SBA is covering my chamber of commerce um, room. So let me just try to really, oh, we had paused all of our like bills because during COVID they were like, you don't have to pay your house payment right now. I was like, let's take advantage of that. But I'd say, I think about three months in, I was realizing a lot of podcasters were very inconsistent. Mm. So I might've locked in a solid contract and started to feel optimistic and then they would fade out. Maybe they would go through a transition where they no longer saw the value of having a podcast. Mm. And that was something that I struggled with because I was so passionate about podcasting. I didn't understand why no one else was equally as passionate and why they couldn't see the value, even from a marketing standpoint, right? Caitlin, you understand marketing and media management. You totally can see like, why are people not excited about this? This is such a great opportunity for them to get exposure for themselves. And so um, I think it was probably like early fall that I remember I was for sure feeling done because I was thinking like, I don't know what I can do right now to generate more income. Do I go and pick up a job an hour out of town? Yeah. Doing massage again? Or do I, I had a background as a lifeguard. Do I get my lifeguard certification? I had also started applying at pizza delivery driver jobs because when I was 18, I was a delivery driver and I thought, well, that was some fast, easy cash. But plot twist, when I was 18, I was also robbed at gunpoint working at Pizza Hut. And so the trauma, right? You're Ah. like, well, is this a risk that I'm willing to take now that I have a child? I don't know if I need the money this badly. How long do I wait this out? And I would say probably towards the end of the year is when I locked in a couple of solid contracts that I was starting to feel like, okay, you know what? People do want this. There are serious people out there and you just got to hang in there through this part to understand many businesses go 10 years without generating a profit. And Clearly, there are people interested in your services, so you might just need to suck it up and just steal right now until more people catch on. Yeah, wow. I love that you kind of explained it like that because it is scary, you know, and it's that unknown. I have totally been there. Like, I won't lie to you guys, like everybody here listening. I just went through some serious imposter syndrome. I'm like looking up part-time jobs, you know, like that's what happens when it hits you. And especially when you're pivoting, it's a new thing, you know, like I was taking on new coaching clients and it was nerve wracking. And it's almost like, who am I? You know, like those were the questions that I was asking myself, how can I show up and be the best version of myself when I'm also feeling impostery? You know, it's like very difficult, but if you can persevere and I'm so glad that you did, because obviously it's been such a huge success and that's all that matters is that we trust ourselves, you know, and we continue to go. So I'm so glad that you passed along that message. And thank you so much for sharing intimately about your journey, because it's not the easiest to share, you know, our ups and downs. And when we do have imposter syndrome, it's 
in this online space, nobody really talks about it in their own point of view. It's more like how to get out of imposter syndrome. And I think that that at times, at least when I read things like that, I'm like, but where is the humanity in this? Like we've all experienced this before, you know? So I really resonate with that. And I'm so glad that you suck it out, especially for your own safety. You know, um, I've been in that same situation when I was trying to find a career. I never felt safe working for anyone else. It would be like conversations. I mean, nothing as, you know, traumatizing as what you went through. I'm so sorry to hear that, but it was on the line, you know, and I think the safety aspect of having a career that feels comfortable and good is so important, you know? Totally, totally. And, you know, 2021, I was pregnant. So now I have my second child. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's been pretty wild. And to be, you know, be home more this time around, you know, when my first daughter was born, I wasn't home very much. Yeah. And so it's crazy to be full circle. Now I, I was never somebody who pictured myself as an entrepreneur. And I laugh because even now I have a hard time even saying I'm a podcaster, but you know, I have over a hundred episodes in our podcast. It's really difficult. I have found to own and, you know, own the credit and the work that you've put in because, you know, it is challenging. It is lonely. And for me, entrepreneurship, the reason I stay in it is I value the freedom, you know, I don't mind working at 2 a.m. I don't mind working at 10 p.m. And I don't mind fitting in family activities in between editing podcasts or recording podcasts. It's just, I can't imagine it any other way. Yeah. Oh my gosh. It's so beautiful. I love that aspect of it as well. It's the family piece that we can have, you know, and actually being able to be present with them. Like I found, and you can, you know, join in with me if you agree with this, but when I was working for somebody else, my brain was always somewhere else, you know, and through becoming an entrepreneur and perseverance and having to find like different holistic help, you know, along the way to help me find the balance now I feel fully present, you know, when I'm with my family, do you feel the same way? Like through? Oh yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. But also to the opportunities, right. To include your family. Right. So I recently spoke at Podfest in Orlando and what an incredible opportunity for me to take my family on a vacation to Florida. We live in Indiana and how cool to have my girls there in the keynote room, watching me on a keynote stage, totally front and center to just be able to experience that and know that, you know, my children are watching me grow too. Yeah. That is so beautiful. What a great role model, you know, to have, like my mom was, you know, she would hop around to different jobs, but she was always that for me. Like you believe in yourself and you can make anything happen. And it's wonderful to see that pass down to your children and for them to witness you doing it on stage. Like that's so amazing. And just, really full circle, like how you said, you know, in the beginning of your introduction. It is, it is really great. I'm so grateful for it. And like I said, I'm, yeah, you, they, it's true what they say when they say the best is yet to come. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you're in a place right now where you're feeling like that imposter syndrome, like you're not alone and, you know, they, they say the secret is consistency and I can vouch, you know, just keep showing up. Like, you might not be finding the right people for you, but the right people are there. Yeah, they always come about eventually. That was something like coming out of my imposter syndrome moment that I just went through not too long ago. I've started to attract the correct types of clients. 
And I think what else is interesting, which I would love your perspective on as well, just like for my own personal selfish reasons, when I find people that I'm communicating with that don't seem to be a good fit, it's easier to say no, or it's easier to kind of shut it down early. And I would love to know like your experience of that and kind of finding your ideal clients and telling us more about who you work with would be wonderful as well. Absolutely. And when you first start out, you're going to have to take work from everybody. It's just how it goes. You know, I'm sorry. Fortunately, if you are editing podcasts, a lot of those podcasts that you start editing, you will realize pretty quickly who's probably going to stick with it and who isn't because you also get a really good feel for like who's really into it and who isn't. And so, um, you know, if you're at the point where you need work, please don't turn away work. Yeah. (laughs) Right. Um, But once you get steady and things are stable, you will start to realize what you're okay with and what your non-negotiables are. And I'll give a great example. I have at my massage practice yesterday, somebody called me and I answered and they didn't speak. So they hung up, they texted me and the text says, what are your rates? Mm -hmm. And I'm thinking like, hello, (laughs) (laughs) I charge this much for an hour the reply back was, oh, I heard your rates were competitive. So I took that as, well, maybe I'm just outside of their budget. I don't even know if you're a man or a woman at this point. Yeah. So I just left the message hanging. Then I received another text message. And at this point, I put my phone down because I didn't think they were interested. They wrote back, well, do you offer a half hour session? And then they wrote back again and they said, well, do you offer, actually, I'll take the one hour session. And so then by the time I got back, I said, well, I offer a 40 minute session. Here's the rates. And my next appointment is Friday at four o'clock. Would you like that? They literally wrote back with an annoyed emoji face. Oh my gosh. And so immediately, like from the first message, I was already turned off. Like, I don't really need to do anything, but you know, I do have an opening on Friday at four. If they're really interested, I'll get them in. Then when that emoji came through, I for sure was like, okay, I'm not like massage and podcast editing are very similar in the fact that they're both service-based industries. Okay. If someone's high maintenance, they're going to be high maintenance through and through. And so I use this as an example because this person, no joke, called me six times yesterday, didn't leave one voice message after that text message. And I didn't answer any of them. You didn't leave me a voice message. I'm not just going to pick up my phone and drop everything, talk to you. I'm so sorry. And so this was a really good moment to point out, like, I don't need your business this bad to have to sit here and deal with this. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Like we have standards. Hello. Our time is important too. I'm so glad that you shared that because as a service operator or a service based business, it does happen. Like people just want you to kind of like pull ideas out of your hat or like produce something that they literally can articulate to you. I'm sure you get that. I get that a lot with our management side of the business. Yeah. And Caitlin too, like you'll have to share if you've experienced this also. I go to a lot of children's birthday parties. Um, At this point, many people, the parents at these parties know that I do podcasts. You know, the back of my car literally says the business podcast editor. So (laughs) it's hilarious, right? At the same time, I've had to be better with my boundaries because I would go to a kid's pool party and, you know, Sally's mom and dad 
uh, heard that I had a podcast and now Sally's mom wants to be on the podcast because she wants to talk about her new shake business or little Jimmy's dad, you know, wants to be on our podcast called United States of Women because he heard that podcasting is great. And I'm like, but we only interview women. He's like, well, I could be your first guy. And I'm like, you've never even listened to the show. <laughs> so start there. Like if you are, you know, what I'm willing to work with is somebody that's interested and is willing to do the work on their own. You know, I don't like to handhold, but I also have gotten better about not just freely explaining everything because wow. I realized like you're basically a consulting service at this point wow. and they're just there to suck all your juice out, but they're not going to do anything with it. So when it comes back to the standards, like if somebody is approaching you and they're interested in what you do, let them know you're willing to meet with them one-on-one. -on -one. This isn't the time. Set up an appointment with me. These are my rates. I'd be happy to hop on a Zoom call or meet with you at Panera next week. We are not going to spend this time at our children's birthday party running a business plan for your next podcast you're not going to start. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I love that you brought this up because so many service providers do not talk about this. It's like the wasted time that people just literally take from you and they do absolutely nothing with it. And also it's kind of borderline rude, you know, like it can be a little bit degrading when people actually have no clue what they're talking about and they're not asking with like good intentions. You know, it's kind of selfish most of the time when they are asking questions like that and it's difficult, but I'm so glad that you set that boundary. That's something I'm still learning how to do, you know, with friends and figure out like, Hey, I charge this amount for a first time call. Like we should always talk on zoom to make sure that we're a good fit. If not, I can send you to somebody else. Like that's normally what I try to do, but it doesn't always work out that way. You know, people will like corner you at parties and <laughs> kind of, yeah, yeah. They really will. They really will. And also being able to identify the needs of somebody that's talking to you, right? Like you can figure out pretty quickly if somebody you want to work with, but beyond wanting to work with them, are they asking for things that you think you can deliver? Because sometimes, especially early in business, we're willing to do everything and anything so that we can make that extra dollar, not realizing that, you know, if you're signing up for something that you're probably not qualified to do, you could be hurting your business. And so I had um, initially, when I was reaching out to clients, I had some people want some video editing. And I didn't know video editing, but I just assumed, well, I can fumble my way through it. And let me tell you, as a podcast editor, it's very different than video editing because mentally I was way overthinking a lot of the video editing process. And now I can tell you a few years in, it seems a little easier, but I was separating the audio from the video and the words weren't matching with their mouths. And I wanted to play with this and I wanted to remove ums. And I didn't think about it the same way as video editors think about editing. Yeah. And that hurt me. It hurt me. You know, I was spending hours looking at something that still came out like crap. Yeah. Right. And it's like wasted time when your time is so valuable, you know? Right. For what? For what? Right. Money that I couldn't even, <laughs> I wasn't even making back my money back in my time. And it was just so painful, but I thought I needed to do it. Right. You're so busy thinking, well, I'll just say yes to everything because I can just YouTube it. Right. 
Right. <laughs> That's my motto. I love that. It's so true. As being an entrepreneur, you have to kind of be a jack of all trades, you know, you wear every hat, you know, in the business. So I completely resonate with that. And it was the same for us early on. Like we would take on different types of services that people would just come to me and ask for. Like I have a, my degree is actually in public relations. So people would ask me for that type of service. And even though I can offer it pretty well, when I'm also managing their social media, it was like, I was still a solopreneur. I didn't have my team built out at that time. So it was just me. And there's only so many hours in the day to get something. Right. Yeah. Like I can't push out 50 emails that are all personalized while I'm still creating 50 different freaking social media posts for your next month worth of social media campaigns. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. And you're getting paid like pennies on the dollar because again, that's what you do when you first start. So I love that you brought that up because that's something that we don't talk about much on the show. Those like really early days and learning that process. It really just is one of those things that you have to grow into. I believe as like an entrepreneur, it's early on, you do want to say yes to everything because you need the cash, you know, like we have bills to pay and like people that we need to feed, you know? So right, you have to make some difficult decisions at times. Right. And you know, that's where it definitely comes back down to like, is it something that you enjoy doing? Is it something you want to do? Or are you just doing it because you really want the money? Because if you're only doing it because you really want the money, it's probably not going to work out. Yeah. Yeah. Like right there. I love that you said that. End of story. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Cause I really think so. Like even now I recently um, signed a contract with my landlord. So I have this brick and mortar massage practice now. And I just had a meeting. I went through a marketing proposal with him because I had noticed that whoever's running his social media is not doing a very good job because yeah. none of their posts are getting any exposure. And I only know this because things like the happy birthday post to the founder didn't even get a single like. And I was like, it's not because people are scrolling past the founder's post and saying they don't want to like it. It's because nobody saw it. And so we had a long meeting about it. And the reason I think that they were going with that marketing company was because they're the only business in our small business community that's offering social media management. And it really put some exposure into like how out of touch a lot of these older businesses are with social media marketing. And so I was able to sign a contract this week that is, (laughs) I'm invoicing him for more than my rent to just do social media posts for his Facebook and his Instagram. And it's just going to include weekly reports of their insights, which Caitlin, how much freaking work is that? Right. Not even. So (laughs) I'm like all the Canva templates are already done. They get a mailer card that they pick out at the beginning of the month that they send as a print mailer out. And that's what they were just using for their social media posts all week. I was like, well, you can't be 95% promotional posts. Nobody's paying attention and the algorithm's washing you out. So just these simple conversations and showing how to help them, they dropped They dropped their company. They just put in the, the notice and they're like, well, we're going to give you admin support. So they're going to see you in there before we take them out. And I was laughing because I don't identify as a social media manager, But I did see an opportunity to help out here in this one area, and he's just getting ready to launch another company. So Mm -hmm. I'll be able to double that invoice next month when he's ready to roll out that second social media page. Yeah, love it. I love it. And 
it's just nuts. So when you're looking for the opportunities and something you really enjoy, it really kind of comes together and you don't have to be a jack of all trades. I'm not advocating for that. You know, I'm still a podcast editing business, but I have recently picked up PR work because when you're so connected in the community, it only makes sense that if I find a guest for Caitlin's podcast, that I would send her a message and be like, Hey, I got the perfect person to be on your show. Are you interested? It's no cost to Caitlin, but guess what? The PR company that's looking for getting their clients out there is now super excited and they're paying me per lead. So it's like the best of both worlds. Yeah. And like, you already have the connections. That's the whole thing. I think that a lot of people don't think about once they step into full-blown entrepreneurship, they laser focus. This actually has been a conversation that I've been having on a few episodes that we'll be rolling out recently. It's like, and I had it too, you know, when I was like all in on management, it's like, okay, we're a management service company. That's all we do. And then I'm thinking about it. I'm like, just like you, it's like, wait, I actually am really great at coaching. Like I actually have been coaching everyone since I was about three years old in my family. You know, I'm like, I have this innate skill that I've done forever and it's impacted people. Why wouldn't I just throw it out there and see if it works? You know, like just like the conversation that you had with this landlord, it's the perfect opportunity. And when you see that people need the skills that you offer, what, what does it hurt to just say, Hey, I think I might be able to help you, you know, and then you can even roll out a whole nother service. Once you start to learn that, and it's just more skills. And I think as being an entrepreneur, having that learning, like that desire for learning is so important because the more you learn, obviously the more income you make and the more you grow as well. So why not? You know, of course, totally. Totally. And, you know, back to being, you know, having all these hats, right. I was already running my own social media. So I had pretty good insight on how to look at my analytics or what kind of posts were doing well, what doesn't do well. And so being able to just share that experience to help other people was really the driving factor right now. People are so fixated on social media degrees from HubSpot. It's so funny. It's like, all you really need to know is the insights. I actually just led a free learn your insights webinar because I find it so interesting that so many online business owners have no clue how to analyze their insights and learn more about it. You know, not just online in person too. They were like, the owner was literally like, well, I'm sure I could probably get to it if I fumbled my way through it. But you would think if you're hiring a marketing company that they would, you know, in your weekly meetings, at least bring up how things are going. Yeah. Hello. Oh my God. So it kind of made me laugh just because I like, like I said, I don't consider myself like an expert in the industry, but to know I'm offering more than, you know, these bigger company, this bigger company was offering was kind of a good validating moment, right? You know, it pushes back against the imposter syndrome. So maybe, you know, I was sweating all morning knowing I was going to have that meeting, but I came with the PowerPoint, I came ready to deliver, and they were so enamored by all the different information I was willing to share that I thought was just basic information. Right. You're like, I just can look this up. Like, it's not that hard. But I love it because it's so true. There's so many different niches of the market that people don't understand. And a lot of them don't have the time or energy to understand it. So it's easier to outsource. It's just like editing as well. You know, same with social media management, same thing. And they just are over it, you know, or maybe they're just done with handling it themselves. So I'm so happy for you. I feel like this is exciting. (laughs) Thank you. Yeah, I think a lot of C-suite executives, they just want to 
check what they like and don't like and keep it moving. You know, they're so tied up with bigger things that especially, you know, social media, when you're an older business, you don't really quit to the value. Like I, I laugh because you talk about belief systems and stuff. This owner, he believes that the only way his clients find him is through the phone. So he didn't see the value in social media because he's like, well, ultimately we don't want to do email marketing. And I laughed because he's already doing email marketing. He uses Keep. He has free resources on Keep. People are sending his email and he doesn't see it as email marketing because he's old school and thinks about the old ways of email marketing. Funny. Wow. Oh my gosh. That's like very old school. (laughs) And so I was trying to explain the importance of SEO and how anybody who's searching anything needs to be able to find them. And if they're not being found, then that's a problem. So it was cool. And the proposal will be like, well, we'll increase these numbers by 40% by the end of December, knowing that, you know, 40% is really not even difficult to do because they literally have zero engagement right now. Right. Like you'll probably have 40% by the end of the week, honestly, you know? <laughs> right, right, right. So I'm grateful. It's cool. It's really, really exciting. If everyone out there is listening is thinking, you know, just really look for those opportunities to help people because people want to be helped. They yeah. just don't know what they don't know. Yeah. Yeah. And it's our job. Like I was doing this with my coach the other day. It's kind of like our job. If we know how to help them, to say that we can help, you know, like it's like our duty. Like I see it as like an ethical duty, you know, like you're probably going to impact their business immensely, you know, with, the with the things that you'll be doing for them and the advice that you're giving and teaching them, like they'll be learning more and more as well because you're willing to explain it, which is so exciting. Like their, their business opportunities are endless. And then you just kind of create this ripple effect, you know, as you continue to help, which is even more exciting and more worth the time and energy, you know, to see other people succeed. Well, exactly. And when you're being that helpful and being that valuable, you don't feel nervous asking for a big price. I mean, really, like I struggled, you know, especially early on in the podcast editing, even early on in my massage practice. Oh my gosh, I would, I would show up to these chamber of commerce meetings, these like networking events and be like, all chamber members get $30 off their first hour massage. Like why? I I read a book by Ian Stanley and oh my gosh, I wish I wouldn't remember the name of it. I'll send it to you so you can put it in the show notes. Yeah, But it was talking about how like companies that offer discounts aren't increasing the value. You taking away money doesn't make somebody want to buy your product more. If anything, you're just making less. Yeah. And so instead of discounting your services, add more value to match the number that you're putting out there if you don't feel comfortable. Yeah. Wow. That's so great. And so to the point, and it's like, you know, the more that you learn, the more value that you can add and it just continues to snowball naturally, you know, so as it should, as it should. I mean, if you're still making the same amount of money as you did that first year and you're three years in, we might need to get you a coach. Yeah, definitely. Please hire out some coaching. We can help you. (laughs) Message one of us if you need help. On that note, can you tell our listeners how to get in touch with you if they're interested in hearing more or just connecting with you? Yeah, totally. I'm very active on Instagram at Indie Mompreneur. It'll be in the notes and you can get a hold of me at the businesspodcasteditor.com and our podcast is called United State of Women. If you want to be a guest on there, you can totally reach out to me anytime you want. 
Yeah, absolutely. Well, thank you so much for coming on. I like really enjoyed this episode. I feel like it's really going to help some people. And I just love hearing your story. Thank you, Caitlin. This has been so much fun. Thank you so much for listening to The End in Mind. I would like to remind you all, if you haven't yet reached out to me on Instagram, we are at Meraki underscore media underscore management. It will be in our show notes as well. If you would like to reach out to me, we always offer free coaching through Instagram based around our Instagram training and our business Instagram practices. If you need any type of support, please do not hesitate to reach out to me there. And we also offer several different types of consulting and training packages if you're looking for a little bit more in-depth tips. So thank you all for listening in. And of course, I want you all to keep the end in mind as you continue with your day and or work week. Have a great week and I will see you all next time.